Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day working to live on purpose, and now we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty divine creator, as we grow from strength to strength, we give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness as we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being. In the name of the Father, the mother, and the child. Amen, mut, kanshu. Ashe. So let it be. Today, we are here to talk about having fun with your fears. 
How many times have you tried to reach a goal and was met with your deepest fear instead? What if you decided to have fun with your fear instead of running from it? One way I thought we could have fun with our fears is questioning them back. What if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? What if they don't like me? Well, so what if they don't? What if I fail? But what if I win? Just thinking about the other possibility in every fear moment is enough to leave even the most timid person at, at least a little bit curious about the possibilities. Our guest host today has debunked every thought fear tried to bring her way. Laura DeFranco, author of Brave Healing, is herself a good book you'll want to read again and again. To join the discussion, dial in to 929-477-2476 and press 1 to join the discussion. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm doing great, and thank you for that beautiful prayer at the beginning of the show. Happy Easter. You're welcome, and happy Easter to you. Thank you. Yes, so happy to have you on the show today. Um, and really looking forward to how you're going to help us understand or give us some ideas about how we can have fun with our fears. But before we begin with that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Laura? (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks. Um, I have been working as a holistic physical therapist for almost 30 years. And I've been writing ever since I was a teenager. Um, I write to feng shui my soul. I, I can say that now. I look back at that writing, you know, as a teenager and all the years up until now and, and publishing books at this point and realize that the path was laid out for me at a, a very early age. Um, I am a mother of two amazing teenagers and um, I'm living life right now in Bethesda, Maryland, and uh, I'm loving it. Wow. That's awesome. Sounds like you're living the dream. A holistic physical therapist, mother of some amazing teens, and you're living in Maryland. Nice. So tell me about what, what does it mean to be a holistic physical therapist? <clears throat> you know, I put the word holistic in front of physical therapist a while ago because I realized I was doing things slightly differently than traditional Western medical model. And okay. it's, it's the idea of the mind, body, soul as, as a focus for any person that comes through my door. I can't, you know, they come with a prescription to have some sort of pain dealt with, you know, but unless you treat the whole of a person you're not really going to get to the cause of whatever their pain is. And so I've been lucky enough to study with some amazing teachers who from a very early on stage in my career that made me realize just how important that was. And so, yeah, I know not everybody calls themselves a holistic therapist, but I do for that reason. Yeah, I like that. And I do agree. It's important to treat the whole being. You know, um, I'm also in a very similar field. And when someone comes up and asks me about one particular part of their body in a yoga session, 
you know, I can't really answer them, <laughs> not in, that, in the way that they want to without asking a, a whole bunch of follow-up questions about so many different things, and they don't understand. They're like, well, how is that connected to that? Like, you know, like how are my relationships connected to my physical yes. body? And, you know, they, you know, so, but we're starting to see exactly. more and more that there's, there is a, a, a big connection. So I like your approach to physical therapy and putting um, holistic at the front of it. So yeah, definitely. You know, I was just going to say you you hit it on the head by saying you ask a bunch of questions, you know, because if we don't ask about how that person's life is going, their relationships, their job, their financial status, all the stuff that worries us, right? If we don't Mm -hmm. ask about that kind of stuff, we're never going to get to um, the cause of the pain. It's I don't think it's um, any challenge for people to understand at this point in time how the mind and body are connected. And, I mean, there's, you know, you can research this now. There's plenty uh, to read about it. It's just putting it into practice. So, you know, yoga practitioners like you and therapists like me, I mean, when we start to ask those important questions, I think people start to wake up a little like, oh, that's important. Okay, thanks for asking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Laura, you'd be surprised. Um, We are well versed on it because of our studies, but a lot of people are, do not make the connection um, between what's happening to them um, physically and what's going on with their lives. You know, we're still treating things with, you know, pills and prescriptions and there's nothing wrong with those things, but we do need to understand the why, like what's causing stuff to happen um, and understanding, you know, just how it shows up in the body. So um, I'm glad that, you know, that you are out there educating people um, about that and that we are stepping into the age where, holistic medicine is more at the forefront. So, yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your story in terms of um, um, having fun with our fears and and your brave healing journey. So the fear I'm talking about and that I want to talk about today is is something I call purpose-driven fear. And you know, a while back, I realized that all of that stuff that was going on inside of me, fears, fear is just a feeling. And I had um, some amazing sessions uh, with a friend of mine who practices breath work. And she had this thing that she said to me, fear is just excitement without the breath. And that like, it really resonated. Fear is just a feeling, especially the purpose-driven kind. Like I hang out with a lot of entrepreneurs. I hang out with a lot of world changers and healers. And all of our stupid, boring uh, fears of not good enough. (laughs) So I'm so terrible to call them stupid and boring. But for me, it feels like that now. It's like, you know what, as a healer, we have a duty to be the trailblazer yet we're being paralyzed by these kinds of fears that stop us up from really helping people. So um, it really came down to, uh, well, there were a lot of, a lot of instances, but it really came down to somebody reaching out to me one day and letting me know that they read something that I wrote online and 
they were brave enough to reach out, first of all, and say, hey, this really helped me. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I kind of woke up a little bit in that moment. I thought, oh, okay, this is, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I really need to get over that fear of not good enough and just get myself out there and help more people. Mm, absolutely. So you said, you said some really powerful things about fear. Fear is just a feeling. Um, and then, you know, uh, fear is, is, is excitement without the breath. Wow. Yes. Okay. Fear is, so <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys really feel into when you're having a worry or anxiety or fear, and again, I'm going to go back to just talking about these are, these are purpose-driven kinds of fears. This isn't survival fear, but the problem is they feel very much alike. So you're feeling okay. the feeling in your body and you're, you know, moving into that fight or flight response, just like it was a survival kind of fear. But really, you have to see it for what it is. And the problem is, is we add all this baggage to it mentally. We make the feeling mean something more than it is. Mm. And um, you and I could talk about that awareness practice all day long, because as a foundation, this is about awareness. And um, I just think that part of my mission is to shed more awareness on the feeling of it, whatever it is for you. We could be talking about fear or doubt or worry or uncertainty or, you know, the list goes on and on. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. I do agree that uh, a big part of overcoming your fears and having fun with your fears is through the vehicle of self-awareness, totally, totally. So we'll talk about how we can raise our self-awareness a little bit later on so that uh, people can really learn to identify um, fear when it shows up in their body and in their mind. But tell me what what you mean when you say purpose-driven fear and that there's a difference between a purpose-driven fear and a fight and flight run, I got to go, you know, um, I'm scared of what's showing up in life type of fear. Yeah, the the purpose-driven feelings are inspired. They are exciting. They are on your goal list. (laughs) They are um, staring you in the face on a daily basis out of your mission and calling and purpose in the world. They are purposeful and soulful Mm. kinds of fears. And it feels good to put those things together, doesn't it? But again, just coming, you're repeating myself now, fear is just that feeling inside of you. So when you're getting it about something you know is related to your purpose on the planet, you have to just sit and pause and think, all right, you know, I've got this down on my goal list. And so what am I so afraid of? And what am I making this feeling inside of me mean? And... um for me, there's, there's so many things we do to ourselves. We, we've got that inner critic going all the time, and it's this voice, usually from the past somewhere, that's telling us, you know, this isn't good enough. Nobody's going to like this. What if, what if, what if this happens? You know, if I share this, if mm-hmm. I write this, if I do this, what if I fail, right? There's so many questions. But I've learned to kind of feel that inside of me and 
pause. I have a little conversation mm-hmm. with that with that voice nowadays that goes something like, "Hey, I hear you. Um, I understand mm-hmm. why why you're concerned, but I got this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm out there changing the world. I need to move through it." Um, and I know that I make that sound maybe a little bit easy, but you know, we, there's some work to do to get through that. And it's back to the awareness. And if you can be mm-hmm. aware of the feelings and you can be aware of the thoughts in your head, you are doing awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. It does get easier over with practice. Um, yes. And, and I, I agree with you that it does, um, or, or at least you get stronger um, within the process because you're practicing, because you're applying different techniques, like as you mentioned, utilizing the breath to, you know, <clears throat> yes. switch off those, those fight or flight um, hormones and instead switch on the relaxation responses in the body. And um, stepping into instead observation mode instead of judging mode. Because yes. we're in observation mode, we're just, we're looking, we're becoming the witness of what's happening. In judging mode, we are applying meaning to something based on a known association, right? Based on maybe something, a, a, a story or an experience that we've had in the past. So we are connecting the dots. Like this happened before and this, is what, this was the result. This looks familiar to when that happened. So this might be what's going to happen here. We immediately, exactly. yeah, we immediately tried to like, um, try to fill in the gap, try to know. We immediately try to know. And when we try to know, we create the same experiences. But when we observe, we give opportunity for something new to happen. And that's why it's where self-awareness comes in. That's why self-awareness is so important because if you can observe yourself and the situation instead of judging it, you, posi- you put yourself in position for opportunity for change, for something else, something new to happen. Definitely. Right? And it, you said it in the very beginning of the show, you mentioned the word curiosity. And that is so key to this awareness process. So, yes, the observer, you watch it like you're watching a movie, curious and open-minded to the possibilities. You know, I ask myself a lot of really badass questions like, hey, what else is possible here? What yes. else could this mean? What, what could I think, say, do, or be to make this move towards something that aligns with me and what I'm about, you know? Um, yeah, when you watch it, when you observe it, you're taking a gigantic step away, so, and you're making space, literally, to breathe and relax mm. while to give yourself a chance to respond because a lot of us are just in reaction mode all day long. We're constantly just pinging off of things in reaction mode without practicing that awareness that will give us this gift of response. And it really is a gift. It really is a Mm -hmm. gift. Yeah. You said a mouthful. I love, I love, you know, how you said that, you know, when we're able to relax, and step back and observe, we're making space. And that's powerful right there. It's powerful because it's like we're in, we, become, we go into the lab of creation, right? And we, people are out there talking about how we create our own realities. This is how. This is yes. how. 
This is how it's not yes. that it's, you know, um, I, I, I like to say that choosing is our superpower because if we choose to step back and, you know, just observe, we're putting ourselves in a powerful position, you know, to allow something new to happen. We're not operating from those known associations. So this is something that everybody can do, but you do have to practice. What are some ways, Laura, that you um, practice switching off the stress hormones and switching on the relaxation mechanisms of your being so that you can put yourself into observation mode instead of judgment mode? Well, so, so first I'll say with awareness, you get the choice. Because you're talking mm. about choice, and choice is the place where you want to be choosing to manifest whatever you want in your life, right? But you're not going to be able to choose from an aligned, connected place unless you're practicing that awareness. With awareness, we get the choice. So then there's all this, this great list of ways. And I'm going <laughs> to, I hate to use the M word, meditation, because people think it means sitting on a pillow for an hour with your legs crossed and chanting things. And while there's nothing wrong with that, it's super awesome. You can use any single moment of your day to, quote, meditate. It's really just about being mindful to a quiet presence. It's being mindful. It's being bodyful. I like that word better, actually. And noticing what you sense and feel, including physical sensation, thought, message, right? There's a lot of ways our intuition uh, moves through us, but the language of our intuition is that felt sense. And so a, a while back, I had a coach first really teach me about that language of my own intuition. And I knew I was an intuitive being, but when, you know, how you just hear something said by somebody and something clicks, right? And you're like, oh, and I, I thought, okay, this is it. I have to pay attention to these messages coming through me. I've actually been ignoring them. I, I think we were all taught to ignore it at some point or stuff it or, you know, not feel the pain. And you might know this quote from Brene Brown. If you're numbing the pain, you're also numbing the joy, and I love that quote because every time I decide I'm not going to feel, I need to think about it because if I'm not going to feel the pain, that means I'm also, I don't have the capacity to feel those immense moments of joy that I really am here to feel. It's like, I think purpose is to feel joy. I think that's why we're here, but we're so Absolutely. stuck in that reaction mode I was talking about earlier that we never give ourselves a chance. So, so tools, yes, meditation, but it's more about mindful practice. It's more about quieting yourself more often. Um, there is power in that stillness because it is your connection to the messages you need for all the clarity you crave, all the answers you have. You, and I get, um, I've read it so many times. I know you have too in books. You hear it from friends and teachers and gurus that all the answers lie within, right? I've heard this throughout totally. my entire career. And I'm totally. like, oh my gosh, okay, so please teach me because I'm not finding the answer. <laughs> so it, it took a while. It took a while to, to do this practice. And now 
I am in a place and I, I'm so excited about teaching that connection to other people because everybody, there is no exception. Everybody can connect like that. Absolutely. I was just going to say that as well, that everybody can connect like that. Um, so what, what just came to mind for me was, you know, fear. You said it's a feeling um, and um, it's excitement without the breath, right? Uh, and, but what I get more from you as we're talking more is that if, how we can have fun with it is through exploration, exploring, you know, what, this, what, what, what is it that we are afraid of? You know, what, why is it that, what, why is the feeling, the excitement coming up? Is it coming up because we're embarking on something new, uncharted territory? Because if it is, then is, essentially, isn't that what we want, right? Isn't that what we ask for when we are working to reach a goal? We're asking for something new. We're asking to go beyond where we, we are currently. So yes. when we connect, with, when, it, when it shows up, it is an exciting time. It's evidence that you are embarking on uncharted territory. But I Definitely. think what happens to so many people is that we, is because when, we, when we're embarking on uncharted territory, it also often means that we are going to a next level and we are leaving some things behind. Yes, that is um, a really important thing to understand. There's, I have this, um, I'll call it a, a mantra or an affirmation that I say to myself when I'm inside of this feeling, kind of holding my breath and not sure what's going to happen. I kind of, I flip the switch. Um, and if, with awareness, you can flip the switch at any time, no matter what state of mind you're in. And I say, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens next. Like there's, there's truth in that. You don't know what's going to happen next. But rather than dwelling in all of the negative possibilities, why not just sit in curiosity and openness and leave yourself open for all of the positive possibility, possibilities that can come through? I can't wait to see what happens next, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's an Mm -hmm. adventure yeah you know we are adventurers of our own souls we are on an exploration every day and that is how definitely how I have fun with my fear these days Um, it took a little bit of time to get to that kind of awareness where I can just feel the feeling realize I've been holding my breath for minutes and go oh there it is again darn it okay listen I can't wait to see what happens next who knows but I'm ready you know, and then you can kind of chuckle a little bit at your own habitual patterns of tightness and constriction. And you can kind of, again, you can have a little conversation with the voice. Hey, I see you there. I hear you again. There you are again. And you just, you got to lighten it up, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I think having fun with the I, fears mm-hmm. reframes it, makes it easier. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's one of the key, key things is having that conversation, Laura. I think mm-hmm. that that's the game changer in all of this is because when you um, identify your unhealthy habit loops of, converse, of, of dialogue, internal dialogue, when you identify them, then you can kind of, it, it, it um, disempowers them a little bit. It's like, oh, it's, that's the same old script that has been, try, been playing in my head over and over again. 
You know what I mean? Like, how do I, I mean, why, why would I continue to operate from that script? It's just on autopilot, you know? And so if, yeah. if you let go of that script, you let go of that story, you open up to, as you said, what else can be, what, what else is possible. So I, I think having the conversation is so important because if you just talk about this, or how we've just been dissecting this, this whole idea of fear a little bit, it's kind of silly when you start to think about the fact that you're holding on, but you're asking for something new to happen, but you're holding <laughs> on to the old at the same time. And if you, but I mean, in passing, right, if you're not mindful of it, you don't see it. Right. You don't see it as, as, as that, as that, like you're, you're being counterproductive. You don't see it as that you just, it's, it's, it's such a part of who you, how you've identified yourself, that old story that you don't realize that, Oh, shucks, I am asking for someone to give me something, but I'm holding my hand so tight. I'm not opening it up to allow something new to come in. So, you know, I, one of the things that I'm really resonating with right now is that conversation aspect of it, you know, is really having that conversation. So it brings us back to meditation and mindfulness and the breath and how these tools are so important for you to be able to even create that space in your mind to flip yes. the switch, to process the information. Like, these are tools that you use, that you have to use outside of, the, of, of when the fear shows up. You have to use them on a daily basis so that you know how to have that conversation with yourself. Definitely. And I will talk to you now about my um, next most favorite tool of all time, and that is journaling. So I couple mm. my, my mindfulness practice and my meditation practice with writing, and there's lots of ways to talk about writing and journaling, and it, sometimes it scares people because they're afraid of what's going to come out on that paper. Um, they don't want anyone to read it. They're afraid of what's going to come out. But I'm telling you, the ahas I've had and I've seen other people have by putting their stuff out of themselves, out from the inside to the outside onto the paper. That's an energy shift. It's a movement. It's uh, an awareness tool. This is a very powerful awareness tool. And again, this is one of the topics I could literally talk about all day long because it's so powerful. The best homework I ever got from any coach ever was to write every day, no matter if I thought I had something to write about or not. And that is when I started talking about writing as a feng shui of the soul because I cleared so much space. I started to feel like the other um, beautiful things were moving through me, like that connection to my intuition and the clarity and the answers to the questions. So, you know, you can sit down and journal and then you can look back at what you wrote. And sometimes I would say to myself, do I think that? <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even asked that question if I hadn't moved it out of me because we have these little conversations in our heads all day long about everything, right? It, um, but there's something about moving it out into a printed form that wakes you up a little bit. Like, do I really think that? Is there a better way for me to think or believe today that helps 
me move toward where I want to go because a lot of those old patterns of thought and old patterns of belief, they're limiting us. They're limiting, limiting us greatly. They're paralyzing us in some ways. Absolutely. Those, those limiting beliefs are just that. <laughs> they're limiting. So I mm-hmm. love the idea of um, using a journal to discover your hidden beliefs, to discover what you think. That's phenomenal. Tell us a little bit more about the journaling process for you. Do you use prompts? Um, do you, you know, how do you just you just start? What is, do you have a special time of day? You know, there's so many things out there about journaling, but if I were to tell you any kind of um, particular rules that might, you know, shut you down, especially if you're a beginner, you haven't done it before. Gosh, I do everything you're talking about. Like I, I journal at a certain time of the day if that works for me. I use prompts sometimes. I connect with the breath and the stillness before I write anything that um, is meant for other people to read these days. So this is the process of intuitive writing that I'm teaching right now. And when you marry the body awareness with the writing, I think you're basically getting a direct message from a bigger source. And if you are excited about the idea of being able to channel your writing like that, this is really the secret. I mean, the secret is to connect to that still space and see what's moving through you and then not to doubt it because we go right back into our inner critic pretty fast. (laughs) when, you know, these messages come through. So I'll sit, I'll give you a great example. I went for um, a walk, which is another tool, by the way, because connection with nature is this wonderful thing that you can do when you need to quiet your mind and connect with your body and connect with the energy around you that can serve you, right? So I took a walk in, uh, I've got these woods nearby that I love to walk in and as I'm about halfway through the loop, a poem starts to move through me, and this often happens. And so this particular day, I remembered I put my phone in my pocket so that I could type on my little notes on my phone. <laughs> and so I stopped in the middle of the trees and started to write down the first few lines of this poem and then walked a little faster to get home so that I could write out the whole thing. But a three-page I'll call it poem for now, a three-page journaling Mm -hmm. moved out of me at that point. And, you know, some days I have to think, gosh, what is that? What is that 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 makes that happen? Well, now I can say it's just the connection. And I will also go back to saying everybody can connect like that. In the beginning, it feels hard because you have so many thoughts in the way. But don't put any rules on yourself for journaling. Just buy a pretty notebook and a really cool pen and sit down and start with the prompt, I feel. Like, really, you can make it that simple for yourself. Take a few breaths, close your eyes, connect with your core, open your eyes, and just start writing. And don't censor the writing at first. You may have thoughts and messages moving through that feel a little icky, that feel a little... You're starting to judge them, but that's the stuff that you need to clear out. And don't worry, because if you don't want anyone to read it later, then you can do a little burning ceremony if you need to, because it's more about the process than it is you needing to read that later or 
anyone needing to read it later. So a lot of people are afraid of that, right? They just don't want anyone to be in their business of that real raw, vulnerable stuff that comes out. But like I, I warned you, I could talk about that all day, <laughs> right? So like, yeah, I, such a powerful mm-hmm. tool. <laughs> I love it. And it really is a powerful tool. And you've said some really powerful um, things in relationship, words in relationship to fear. One of the things that really stands out to me is that fear is, is its own entity. Like if you can look at it as in, and like kind of separate yourself from it because it is an energy, right? And then yeah. go through a, a process that transforms that feeling, that energy into something creative and inspiring. That's the energy shift that you're talking about. So using one tool as such as journaling to do that, right? It's like you're, it's taking it out of you. And I love how you said the poem, a poem starts to move through me. And I think that's like the biggest thing that we need to understand is to allow the energy to move through you. Don't let it get stuck in your head, ruminating on it back and forth, back and forth. Use right. something, use some tool to help to transform it, to say, what exactly is this energy? Why is it showing up? Question it, you know, have fun with it, play with it, explore it, you know, and, and, and process it. You can process it through writing. Another way you can process it is through dance, right? Yeah. It's going to come out. It's, let yeah. it come out. Let it come out. Let it, let it come out. Let it show itself to you. Yes, you can, you can dance, you can paint, you can meditate, yeah. you can call, call a friend and have an awesome conversation, you can walk in the yeah. woods, you can uh, turn on, just turn on some music and get a different vibration in the room going. I mean, we could go on and on, but the thing is that we don't use the tools, we know about them, and we don't get our butts up off the chair to do them because we're so, so stuck in that thought process and that bad feeling that's inside of us. Everything is energy. Yes, fear is energy. Everything is energy. So all it is is a shift. How can you shift your energy? People who listen to this conversation today, they're, they're feeling an energy shift already. They took an action. Yeah. There's many, many, mm-hmm. many actions you can take to shift that energy. So, yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, um, I, do, I love the idea of, of feeling it and stop not trying to necessarily understand it, to, like not just with your mind. You want to understand, like you want to feel it so that your heart opens up to what is, what is presenting itself too because there's another <clears throat> way of communicating that can happen. You talk about the body awareness within all of this. You know, the mind has its known associations. It's telling a story based on your subconscious. But if you can transfer and feel the energy of fear through your body, and you're probably, some of you may be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But some of you are out even, go ahead, Uh uh-huh. I was just going to say, we're used to trying to figure it out. We feel like we have to figure it out. Yeah, with just the mind, though we're trying to yes. figure it out with just the mind. But there's another part of our, other parts of our senses 
that also have intelligence. They're, the heart yes. has its own intelligence. You know, the gut has an intelligence. And so you have to allow those parts of your being to communicate to you what is the hidden beliefs behind these fears, what's really happening, and give your whole being an opportunity to observe it. And that's why we're talking about the use of journaling. We're talking about dance as a way of expressing it. We're talking about, you know, having a conversation with a friend, painting, because these are different ways to allow the intelligence to communicate with you Sometimes we don't even have the words in our mind, but we have the knowing. And that brings us back to the intuitiveness um, that you're talking about. So I want you to talk to us a little bit more, Laura, about that intuitive nature that we all have the capability of um, tapping into. Yeah, and so you made me think of something really important, and that is that there are many, many, many of us who have been through some very intense and serious trauma in our life. And the problem with fears that come up at this point where we're really, we are starting to practice awareness and we do want to move through and meet our goals and we feel this purpose, purpose-driven fear, right, is some of the feelings that come up in our bodies feel like that old thing and it feels very difficult, if not impossible, to move through it. It stops us up before we can even get started. And so I just want to mention that because if you've been through those kinds of traumas, um, you, you need some guidance to move through something that feels that it's so intense that meditation and journaling just aren't going to cut it, right? Because we talk about the tools like they're just so easy to practice and everybody should practice them and they're all great and fine. But, uh, you know, I want you all to realize that, you know, I picked a career in healing. I've uh, um, received the work of um, many kinds of mind, body, soul modalities over 30 years. So lucky me, right? Like I, to be a healer, you have to also receive, give and receive the work so that you can walk your walk. And there are many people who've been through different kinds of things and they haven't really had a guide to help them through some of the intense moments that they need to. They are not connected with their intuition. They don't even know how because their body is in constant fight or flight mode and it gets, it gets all blocked up. So what I want to say about that is um, keep your hope high there's when you move into a space of stillness and you just practice that and you get quiet, the people that need to come to you to help you will come to you. You need to check your thoughts at the door and you need to understand again, what else is possible? Just keep asking yourself the questions that put you into a mode of curiosity and seeking and the teachers will show up. The guides will show up. So I just wanted to offer that and intuition yeah, like it, when you talk about it being in the body and people think, well, that's, that's your mind. It's your thoughts coming through. Well, it's messages moving through you from this bigger energy, this mm-hmm. bigger badassier thing that we all want to connect to, you know, to really feel like we're getting the message for our life that matters the most, that helps us go on the next best step of our journey, right? So how do you hear it? Um, you hear it by sensing it. And you said a great word, knowing. So mm-hmm. when you know, you just know. It's not like 
you know, you're, you're trying to figure it out. It's not like you're overanalyzing or overthinking it, which we all do all day long about almost everything. But what if you could just relax back into the space of your body, this refuge that you have available at all times of the day? What if you could just relax back into the stillness of that felt sense inside of you and notice, you know, take a breath, feel it in your low belly. Like, what does that feel like? It really is that simple. And it starts with that kind of practice where we just connect with the breath. We connect with um, anything. So I could ask your listeners right this moment, what do you feel right now? You know, are you mm-hmm. sitting in a Even chair? Even asking that you... question. Yep. Oh, it's just always asking about that question. It, it yes. is about the question. I want to um, <laughs> take a question. Speaking of questions, um, I'd like to take a question from caller um, ending in phone number 9433. Welcome to our show. Oh, okay. <laughs> we lost them. I guess they got a little shy or maybe um, technology um, caused them to switch <laughs> off. Well, hopefully okay. they'll come back on and ask their question, but the question is everything. Yeah. And so yeah. I just love that so much. So that's one, that's why we started this conversation with, you know, question your fears back. Like what else is possible? You know, ask the questions, what am I feeling? And then allow the answer to open up, you know, practice some of those tools that help you to raise your self-awareness that we mentioned, the breath, meditation, mindfulness, and then watch that question unfold. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to listen to Ms. Sandra's Moment of Power. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Ms. Sandra's Moment of Power. Mama's on. She's chopping them jewels. Mama's on. Better listen up than you'll grow. Good morning, queens and kings. Having fun with your fears. How do we have fun with our fears? Well, I think once we realize what our fears are, we can cultivate positive thoughts about what we can do and not what we cannot do. No matter what it is that we are fearful of, we can connect or research others that might have had the same fear as us, especially if it is about starting a business. The biggest thoughts we should have is, what if I become successful? How will my life change for better? And who else can I encourage about starting a business? Fear is not something that we have to do alone. We can always solicit a good friend or family member or members to come alongside of our walk especially if it is for the encouragement of telling you, you can do this. There were times when I owned and operated my childcare business that I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but others, once I informed them of my ideas, they caught the vision and ran with it, going in a different direction. (laughs) But we got to the end, and it was fun because they didn't know that I didn't have a clue how the process was going to play out. But it did. Thanks to all my family members who had a hand in my fear of developing Sam's Place childcare and all the fun and joy it provided. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy one and seven. Be blessed and happy Easter Resurrection Sunday to all. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for that powerful message, Mom. That was great. Um, before I go into that, I wanted to uh, reach out to the – there's a couple people who are trying to call in and ask questions. Um, I see that you're logging on, and if you'd like to can still ask your question, please dial back in, 929-477-2476, press 1, and um, when I see that you're still on there, I will give you an opportunity to ask your question or um, share your insight with us. So um, even if we've moved on um, to another part of the discussion, we have a few moments left in our show. But the one of the things that um, really resonated with me with what you just said, Mom, was um, focusing on the idea of what can we do instead of focusing on what we cannot do. And I think that that was so powerful for me because that's ultimately what happens when, you, when you're trying to understand. You're, you're looking at a situation and you're like, you're, you're looking sometimes when fear shows up in a negative way, you're looking at all of the, the, the um, issues and the problems that are in your way. And you're giving those things a lot of life through your attention and your focus. You're giving those things energy, and they're consuming you so much that you can't focus on what you can be doing. And so I think, you know, um, switching over to away from what you can't do because you can't do it and, and, and ruminating it and trying to understand it is not going to make you be able to do it anymore. But if you can shift to the question of what can I do, then the universe can answer that question for you. Then, you know, as Laura said, people can be sent to you that can maybe help you. Maybe you can't do a certain thing, but maybe you can call on someone else who can so I think that that's for power, empowering and empowerment and moving on and, and transitioning um, or transforming the energy is just that simple. It's finding another way to look at whatever it is that you're faced with, no matter how intense. Things may have to change, right? But that's okay. So what do you think about that, Laura, the whole idea of just switching instead to what can we do? Yeah, I love that. You know, so <laughs> mom said something very uh, wonderful, and that is, you know, look forward into what you can do, but and then take it even a step further. Envision the business or the future scenario and, you know, add some of those powerful questions in there. What else is possible? Um, how do I see myself here? Who am I interacting with? How does it feel? I'll tell you, there's something way better than positive thinking, believe it or not, and it's positive mm. feeling because mm-hmm. everything that you want has a feeling, and it's mm-hmm. a, a feel-good feeling. It's a joy feeling. Everything you want, this is a – I love Esther Hicks, and I love listening to her channel, Abraham, and, um, you know, she always talks about that everything that you want you want it because you think that if you have it, you'll feel better. So how about just feeling better now? <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah, you know, yeah. so what's the feeling for you? Can you conjure it up right in this moment? And this takes catching yourself inside of the fears first. 
this takes awareness first as the foundation. So the process goes, you know, nowadays I'll get, I'll get that kind of ugh feeling inside of me. I'll be having a thought that goes along with it, usually something to the effect of, hey, you're not good enough, so why are you even, you know, trying this? Oh, I'm telling you, the voices are terrible. But I so quickly nowadays that I don't yeah. give them a chance to build their momentum energetically. That is the key. So you hear it, mm-hmm. you catch it, you take the deep breath, you connect with your body, and you choose something that feels better right in that moment. So sometimes I'll have to write it down. Sometimes I'll have to actually say it out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that, you, you know, you said a mouthful with the whole catching the feeling, you know, catching the thought is really important. You catch them. And like you mentioned, like you get better at, at doing all of these things that we're talking about. But the key to it all is you do have to take one step. You do have to practice it. Um, um, you can, having the tools is not enough. Realization um, comes through application. So you'll begin to understand more about what we're talking about when you apply the technique you know, um, a little bit at a time. And I I like, you know, sometimes it is really important to have a guide, um, you know, to help you through a lot of this, because if you're, if you're doing it with yourself, like, okay, I had a a situation the other day and um, it was with a a representative. I was calling into a company to get some help. And I'm calling in, and I'm, I'm pretty savvy in terms of technology, right, but not when my stress hormones are kicked up high, you know, not when <laughs> the adrenaline and the cortisol levels are, like, through the roof, you know, and I, and I feel like I'm having an, on, a, a panic come on, um, even though more lately I've gotten really good at switching them off. I'm grateful for that. Still in the thick of the moment, you, you, we have moments, right? So I'm calling into this company, and... I'm asking for help regarding something that ordinarily I would know how to do. And I um, asking the representative and they're sending me, they sent me this, this article. They're like, well, you know, okay, all you have to do is here, take this article, read through it and, you know, follow the steps in the article. Boom, bada, bam, you'll be done and fixed. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what, wait, 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 an article. Wait, I got to read something like, wait, hold on. I can't slow my brain down. Like, what are you talking about, article? No, I need you to fix this. And this is what happens when we're in a panic attack, like, right? We can have the tools. The paper could be sitting right, darn it, in front of us with all the steps (laughs) outlined. And that's what was happening to me, right? The steps were there. I needed somebody to walk me through it. And the representative on the line, he was like, well, you know, um, you'd have to subscribe to this other service because really as a, rep- as a representative on this end, what I'm, my job function, and now he's really literally ex- about to explain to me in the middle of this panic attack why it is not in his job description <laughs> to do more than what he has done already. And if I want assistance, I have to read the paper that he sent me, and I'm annoyed now. I'm like, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? I said, sir, I feel, I see, I'm aware enough now that I feel the anxiety when it's building up, and I feel, I know what's going to happen next. The meanness may come out, you know. So I'm telling him, hey, you know, I don't want to be mean. Can you just please put someone else on the phone who maybe can help me better because I, just, I feel 
like something's going to happen here in terms of my words. <laughs> and he's like, well, in order to do that, you know, I, you have to hang up and you, I click, I just hung up and, and I did that. And I called back in, yes. I called back in, right. I call back in and this other representative answers the line. He's totally different. You know, this is Justin. Hey, da da da. what's going on here. And so I'm like, I'm at my, I'm like desperate. I'm at my wit's end and I'm at the end of the panic attack, but I'm still in it. And I'm just like, Justin, please, I just hope you can help me. And I start to talk to him about what's happening. And he's like, oh, okay, April, let me walk you through what you have to do. And I'm like, really? Perked up. I'm like, really, Justin, you're going to walk me through it? You know, he's like, yeah, but I'm in this with you. I'm in this with you. Let's do this together. Immediately, I didn't feel alone. Immediately, I didn't feel like this, 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 um, weirdo who had to be isolated into a space because I couldn't get my stuff together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Immediately, I felt like there was someone who who had been where I'd been, and 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 who wanted to hold my hand through it, and who had enough confidence in knowing that nothing was going to happen to him if he helped me out. Like he he was like he I, I'm going to help you through this because I know where you are. I've been here. And so he helped me through, and then come to find out, the first representative, what he, the tool that he gave me was spot on. We actually, Justin and I actually used it together to figure out the solution. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it wasn't that he was wrong. It just was that sometimes when you're in the midst of that, you need someone to guide you through it. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter that you may have resolved that same problem yesterday or a hundred times even before. Sometimes we all need a little bit of help. Sometimes we all need a little bit of hand-holding. And I kind of feel like that that's, that's a big part of the issue with us, um, Laura, with so many of us. When we're faced with fears, the biggest thing is that you're like, I'm going to be alone with this. Nobody's going to, like, people, nobody's going to want to help me through this. Like, you know, because people scatter when, when, you, yeah. when, when stuff like this is happening. Like, you have the plague. But you yes. need, sometimes you need someone to help you through the process. So definitely. I love that you, Def- I love that I love story. That you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing um, what the difference between having someone guide you through it can be. So Laura, I said all of that to say, I know that you have some programs going on out there, Laura, some, you know, coaching circles, you know, that you actually walk people through this. And I can just hear it in your voice that you would be like the Justin on the line, like, April, <laughs> come on, let's hear the steps. I know you know how to breathe, but let me walk you through it. Listen to my breath and let's breathe together. So where can we go, Laura, to connect with you and your calmness and your badassery? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I love what you said about doing it together. Yeah, and exactly. Oh, gosh, everything you said, yes. Yes, 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 too. Um, please come find me at bravehealer.com, you guys. You can click on the workshops tab and see what I've got going on. And it's, you know, reaching out and doing this, what is this that we're doing? We're moving through this purpose-driven fear, and we are realizing our dreams. That is what we're doing. And when you do it together and you build a community around you of like-minded, heart-centered people, then you become empowered times a thousand. 
and it's very powerful, right? And you know about community. And so that's what I hope to build is this brave healer revolution of um, men and women who are healing themselves and the world one brave word at a time and some days one brave breath at a time. So, yeah, you guys can come find me at bravehealer.com. You can come find me on Facebook, if you like, at Kick-Ass Warrior Goddess. And um, I have a free group there as well. You can search the Brave Healers Mastermind and Refuge. And that group you can ask to join. And I would love to see you in there. Awesome. Run it back to us one more time, the, the, the groups. Yeah, so on Facebook, if you want to just get some doses of inspiration on my business page, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash kickasswarriorgoddess. And if you want to come join the free group, it's called the Brave Healers Mastermind and Refuge. So you can just type that into the search bar. And you just, on the groups, you know, you have to click to ask to join. And I would love to have you guys in the group. It's, um, a beautiful community where we're sharing ideas about healing and moving through these kinds of fears together. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Laura, for all that you have done and, and, and brought to our community today. Thank you for the work that you do related to, you know, holistic physical therapy. It's so much needed out there in the world. Um, all that you give back. You really added value to our show today, and we really appreciate having you on. Thank you so much for having me. What a great conversation. Yes, indeed it was. Until next time, beautiful people, be well. Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, April 28th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss life beginning at 60. Our guest host, will be Tracy Newman. To learn more about Tracy, visit her website at www.runalonghome.com. Until next time and always, beautiful people, be blessed and queens, stand up. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.